Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. It's New Year's Eve, Rana. It certainly is, Brent. What a time to live. What a time to be alive. It's so true. Are you a New Year's person? You know, not really. I do go. So obviously I'm in Marblehead right now. Yeah. So I. We've got, well, we've got to get this done. I land, and I know that you did ask for today off, but that wasn't going to work for me. I know. I, yeah. I, I, it was sort of I mean, I'm question. working. No, I, as am I. And you know what? I'm happy to land in Burbank at 1220 a.m. I have no problem with it. So you'll be celebrating in the sky. Yeah, maybe I'll get a free drink. Yeah. Oh, on JetBlue? Yeah. Well, Did I you do the, mint this time as New Year? You they could... don't fly to Burbank. Oh, that, oh, that's right. Of course they don't. Yeah. So yeah. I it, I couldn't do it. Did you at least get your front row? I got my, yeah, even more Pantry space. adjacent. Of course. Your pantry adjacent. Those mustache cookies are literally one arm's length away. Well, because you, son, can't reach for them for you now. Can we not talk about him? Yeah. He, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love him. Uh, Rana, what are you? Are you a New Year's person? No. Because I was going to say. Yes and no. Because what we have right here is I two mean, no. not New Year's people. So yeah. ring-a-ding-ding. We could maybe, I mean, I could push my flight back and we could ring in the New Year. You know, Brian, that it's an idea. Yeah. It's certainly an idea. But I think I told you this. Maybe I didn't. Uh, I'm certain I did. Okay. But maybe not. I'm flying to London tonight. That you did not tell. Me well, that. that's what tonight. I like to fly on New Year. It's the perfect thing to do because I don't care about a New Year party. Uh huh. And there's something very calm about, especially this time of year when there's no one around. Right. On the. I'm know, around. Here's the situation. Yeah. The holidays, Christmas, New Year, those days, the we the the system weeds itself out for you. What does that mean? No what I mean by days? that is the people who care about those things intensely uh, tucked into their homes or in their restaurants or whatever it is. When I go to <laughs> when I go to the airport on New Year's Eve, yeah. there's nobody in the airport. Wonderful. So it's a way for me to trap the place. I've got the place to myself and the staff of all of the, you know, the, the, whoever has to work. Right. Is usually pretty sweet to each other because everyone sort of thinks, well, we're in this together. Might as well make the most of it. Yeah, and I'm a big tipper. Yeah. I, oh, how are you? Happy New Year. I know you'd rather You'll not probably be get here. the whole row to yourself. Last year when I did it, I was flying on Swiss Air first uh-huh. class to Zurich, which was fabulous. I and bet. they could they were so friendly. Business class? I mean, is was first there one class. So it's first, then business, then even more or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Whatever and, happens after that. Tourist class or... Uh, right. You know. You don't even know the name. Coach or... Right. Economy. Well, it's been years since I traveled with the nanny. 
So I don't remember that. I, 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 I don't remember what I ticket see. I bought for that class. I understand. On Swiss. I understand. And every Swiss, airline has a different name for what they are. Do the but business and the first have much to do with each oh, other? I'll tell you something. They have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> it's very funny you should ask because when you walk through and people talk about business on Swiss, if you're going to go that route, you may as well. The thing to do <laughs> is fly business on Lufthansa. I've done that. Fabulous. Yeah. First on Swiss. Okay. The fir- the Swiss plane has a La Premier section. So Air France, they're made by Airbus. That's their company. Okay. And their plane is re- has been reconfigured. So they have a true first class. There's a lot of people that don't have a true first anymore. I can't even imagine what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. You walk through business class on Swiss Air and you say to yourself... My mouth is like watering right now. These people are packed in like sardines. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sardines in a can that you know they paid, I don't know what. Well, either hundreds of thousands of miles or $7,000, yes. And you just think to yourself, I would have to sit, I would have to smell the person next to me. Someone might breathe on me. Right. Then you get into first... They meet you with a smile, of course. Uh-huh. Gorgeous, gorgeous little cubicle. The only people on the plane were me and McDreamy. What? McDreamy was there Is with his McDreamy the one with the Can't Buy Me Love? Yeah. Patrick Stewart? Correct. We were the only well, ones on the plane. Name, I think it? there were two ex, two empty seats wow. on, in my row. Dempsey. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. You want to spell it? <laughs> D-E-M-P-S-E-Y. Very good. How Check funny one. Is, thank you very much. <laughs> so you and Dempsey, you he, and McDreamy. Well, he was there with his two sons. I think they were going uh, skiing probably in Switzerland. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. You get in there. It's so cute. They have this gorgeous little plaid pattern. And it's much nicer than Lufthansa first, which I've also flown. Okay. Though it always depends on the route and it depends on the plane. Okay. You know. Were you on the right route on the right route? I was on the right route. Yeah, I had. I imagined you were. I mean, I didn't really. I can't imagine you weren't. They give you a. I mean, it's just. It's just an absolutely beautiful experience from start to finish. Yeah. They serve you a you know four course gourmet meal, which you say you don't want, and then they keep putting it in front of you, and you think I could take a bite of that. I might take. I'll just taste it. Yeah. I'll just taste it. And the TV's gorgeous. Uh huh. But really, the best thing I loved the most was that the door. To close your little cubicle mm-hmm. is also a closet. What do you mean? So you open the door opens and then you can hang a little something in the closet. And I love that because I want to hang up my coat, but I don't want it anywhere near me at the same time. And the worst thing is when you have to ask the steward, you know, they're handing out coats when you land and you, the whole. Why is that the flight, worst thing? Because you're sort of wondering the whole time, where did my coat go? And okay. is it going to come back to me? Mm-hmm. And it's time to get off the plane. I mean, it couldn't go anywhere. But then it's that moment of everybody's trying to get off the plane as fast as possible. Right. And you have to, what if they mix up my coat? Now I have to miss my chance to get off first. Mm-hmm. And what's the point of flying first if you can't get off first? Yeah. You get to Zurich. There's a Mercedes Benz waiting. <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> there are actually two Mercedes Benzes waiting because McDreamy had his own transport and I had my own transport. Did you all talk at all? Absolutely not. And he kept waiting for me to notice him. I and I you. wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. What? You just didn't want to engage. What, am I, gonna wanted... ta- what am I going to talk to him about? I don't know. Ellen Pompeo. Where's his wife? That's my first question. He's here with the two kids and the wife's not there. I don't, can't blame him for not wanting to go on a ski trip. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, I love a ski trip. Yeah. But you know, maybe she, she she's very hot. She's he she's a very talented makeup artist. His wife, ah. Jillian Dempsey, is her name. Okay, very. so she needed a break, maybe. Exactly. Well, I think that's fabulous. I mean, that's Bob, a hard job. Well, Bob and Jordan used to go on ski trips together sometimes. Oh, so I understand. I, how... I understand the concept of saying, you know what? Take these boys, get them out of the house, go to Switzerland, go wherever you want, mm-hmm. but get them out of my hair, right? Just so she could, you know. Can you imagine? Do her sweaters for two days or take a nap or, you know, she's very hardworking and very, very talented. Julie I cannot Dempsey. imagine ever People saying to someone, I just need a little break. Can you go to Switzerland? Get them out of here. Yeah. I don't care if you go to Switzerland. I don't care if you go to Austria. I don't care if you go to the Dolomites. Go somewhere. Not in America. <laughs> Nowhere local. Go to Loon Mountain if you want, I suppose. So the Mercedes is waiting. Yeah. And then it takes you. You get so when people get off, you know where they check the strollers, yeah, on the jetway, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a door there where the guy comes in and out to get the strollers, right? You go out that door, like where that that door where you get also off the plane at the plane. If you're flying a, like American Eagle, you have to check your carry on, correct? So that's where you do it. Yeah, but that's usually outside somewhere. You're not outside while this is happening, right? You go down the stairs there. There's a Mercedes waiting. Yeah, and that transports you through the back roads of the airport directly to the first class Swiss lounge. And the Zurich airport, I have to say, is so gorgeous. Yeah. America's really got the worst airports, I will say There's that. There's no question. Yeah. Shameful. Yeah. Can you imagine coming from a different country and landing in JFK Los, how about Los or Angeles? LAX? Nothing. Yeah. What no, is worse? What is a the worst, worst most disappointing introduction experience? to a city I than the Los agree Angeles more. I couldn't agree more. They don't know what they're doing. Awful. And all people want to talk about, I mean, Gassetti, I don't want to hear a word from him till he fixes the airport and fixes their homelessness problem. Couldn't agree more, Rana. Anyway, it's fabulous. But if you get a chance to travel through Zurich, take it. Okay. Because, I mean, the airport itself is just like a museum. So you're flying but Swiss Air to Frankfurt London? Frankfurt Airport is a disaster because uh-huh. it's built like a spider. What does that mean? Oh, it's got like eight wings. You have to get, don't ever do, if you're given the option of a quick connection in Frankfurt and a longer connection, take the longer connection. Because the t- you, it's one of those airports where you have no choice. You end up home alone, schwitzing, trying to make the plane. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever movie that is, where you have to jump over the, you know, turnstile yes. and then knock 10 people down. While you're whatever. And... <laughs> I knew you'd know something. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that airport ends up being. And with none of the style of Zurich. Well, I can't think of a better, yeah, you know. But that wasn't what you wanted to talk about. No. So I'm going to London tonight is the answer. Okay. Yeah. Well, do, and do you have a companion pass? For? Anyone else? Well, the truth is. Yeah. The other thing is miles availability on, on holidays like this uh-huh. is fabulous, especially up to the last Really? Minute. I wouldn't think when that. When I flew Swiss, I flew on miles first class. You know I don't like to pay for a plane ticket. No, you're right. It is a waste of money to pay cash for a plane If ticket. I can avoid paying for a plane ticket, I absolutely do. I don't blame you. Yeah. What about Jordan? Is he busy tonight? Because I could just take the train down instead of flying back to LA. You'd have to ask him. Well, I don't know how. Well, so there we are. Rana, I wanted to read some reviews to take us out this year because people are getting. We have to, we have, we have to give these people advice before we. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, you want to do that first? No, no. I just meant I forgot why we were here. I was, oh, my mind was already on the plane to London. Uh, 
Right. I'm going to snap back in now. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Th- thanks, Ronna. Let's get back to the show. I apologize. Uh, okay, so just... And I you've just got wanted... a flight to catch, too. I know, I do. Bank. Thank well, you for remembering. We could probably find... I mean, we could look and see if there's any availability okay. for a miles ticket for you. Okay. Because it's a good night of the year. If you have that kind of flexibility. Uh, Yeah, I mean... You think you could come to London for a few days? Well, I mean, it depends on how many miles we are pooling. Oh, no, no pooling. I'll just get you the ticket really? if it's available. Of course, Brian, I have about... Two million miles, so I'm not really worried about it. How do you okay. get those? Is the next question. Yeah, you spend no all, comment. You sp- fair enough. No comment. Okay, we got some absolutely, truly gorgeous reviews for this week. Uh, actually, to take us out of the oh, of the I year. love it. I love when you read the reviews. Really? Yeah, of That's course. Because nice. I don't have to. Right. It <laughs> but works also, out. you're very enthusiastic. Okay. This one, five stars, classic, from Dan, the big time fan, who says, Brian is the Jim J. Bullock to Ronis Tammy Faye. <gasps> Tammy Faye? <laughs> That's what it said. I know. I knew you'd be insulted. I'm, a, I'm complimented by Jim J. Bullock. I think Jim J. Funny. Bullock is one of the great geniuses that ever existed. Together, this podcast plays out like the classic 1996 episode of Daytime's The Jim J. and Tammy Faye Show. And then in all caps, only, period, it's, period, even, period, better. My God. This next one, excuse me, Kristen Austin gave us five stars. Truly my new favorite listen. I look forward to the banter, the solid advice, and the kindness. A dream come true. Deep gratitude for the obvious heartfelt preparation that goes into each episode, friends. Much love, Krista. That's very, well, that's a very thoughtful review. I know. We hadn't, we haven't really had one like that yet. And I think that's, well, that makes me feel very, that makes me really, really quite pleased. This says five stars and nothing less from Chris Lyhip, who says, love this podcast. Ron and Brian are great together. I feel like I learned so much while laughing nonstop. Some might have said Ronna might be the J word, but I, which I think means judgment. When I first read this, I was, I Jewish. thought it was, yeah, yeah, means judgment. Some might say Ron is Jewish. Right. No, judgmental is what they're saying. But I prefer the term aggressively insightful. Keep up the great work. Oh, that's right. And then Worlds Collide, five stars from Swift South. Truly two worlds collide with Ron and Brian. I didn't know how much I needed this duo. duo. Looking forward to spending 2020 with them. And this one, I have two more. Am I reading too many? No, these, I mean. I, They're so nice. Well, let's just do this for the episode. Honestly. I could sit here and be complimented all day. Marcy But Tan. I'm sure we have a few mentally ill people that have written to oh, us for that sure. we have to get to. Five stars. I could wax poetic on this podcast as I have been so thrilled with every single episode, but I'll leave it to this. I have done minimum five actual spick takes laughing at the show. The heart, the laughter, the truth can come out when talking freight sheets. Frete? Frete. Frete sheets. My next extravagant gift. You learn nothing. (laughs) And finally, take one cup Ronna Glickman, one cup Brian Sophie. A recipe. Mix lightly. Flavors will complement but still stand on their own. Add half a cup of wit, half a cup of insightful advice, a dash of high-end delights, and a pinch of a secret ingredient every week, and you get one of the Best internet desserts you've ever had. Oh. Yum. Is that from Ina Gatton? No, this is from Skills the Peeper. Uh, <laughs> Decidedly not Ina. And finally, I'm for, waiting, Ina. Honestly, Ina. Ina, come on. This one's Have us to the Hamptons. Who would appreciate it more than us? No kidding. Yeah. This one is so fantastic. She'll be fabulous to do advice with us. We're going to get Oh, yeah. She'll be, she cuts right to the quick. Put her on the list of people we're, we're going to get. Her, Gail King. Martha. Math is on. Math is in probation the B, at the moment. I the saw JD wearing squad. a sweatsuit on, in, on at Bergdorf's on the internet, and I didn't approve. <laughs> at Jeremy M twenty two five stars, an absolute triumph. I listened to several podcasts each week. 
Wow. I listen to several podcasts each week, and Ask Rana has quickly entered my top three. She's not going to like that. Are you, Rana? Well, unless The Daily is one of the other two, but I can't rem- imagine who else they're listening to. 888 Barbara Corcoran. <laughs> call, call Barbara. I have heard so many things about her. Well, you mean gossipy things? Yes. Like what? She's giving people advice, you know. I know she I can't is. believe I could mention her, but because I don't consider her a competitor, I could say anything I Apparently want. Apparently, she's supposed to be like a very sensual, sexy person. It does not come across on television. I know, but that's what I've heard. When I wake up on Tuesday morning, I literally download the From newest- From who? I can't tell you. When I wake <laughs> up on- Who would know t- that? <laughs> her realtor? <laughs> Someone told me that, and then I saw her- at, at a tantric con- conference? No, at a show. And I can't remember which show it was, but I was there. Was she showing her neck? <sighs> she was. Uh-huh. She was. When I wake up on Tuesday morning, was it I the Shea show when we were there? It I might have been. No, she wasn't there. It was we, some, we I don't remember it. the show. Yeah. When I wake up on Tuesday morning, I literally download the newest episode as my first order of business for that day. Not kidding. Ron and Brian are absolute treasures and the advice they dispense is thoughtful and wise with a lot of fun and some outrageousness sprinkled in for good measure. Their amazing guests add to the awesomeness. What am I doing? Making my monthly nut. Oh, those are t- you know what? That's a terrific way to close the year. No kidding. Yeah, I and love that. So I and think to we- start the year, which is how I see New Year. It's starting. It's the an year. end and it's a beginning. Exactly. It's the Havdala of the year. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but but the people who do know know. Right. You'd love a Havdala. It's the ceremony after when Shabbat ends. And the week begins. Mm-hmm. And so it's Saturday night. Shabbat is Friday night to Saturday night. I knew that part. And you need to find three stars in the sky. That okay. means it's nighttime. Okay. It's officially nighttime. That's hard to do in LA. I'm not going to lie. No. Yeah. Well, then you just go by your watch yeah. at that point. Fair enough. And there's, it's just a beautiful ceremony. It's a transitional liminal ceremony. And they have a, they light a braided candle, like a braided challah. And it's a lot of fun. And it's quick, which is which I like about sure. it. Sure. But it's nice, the idea of this week is ending, this week is beginning. That is nice. Taking a little stock of the week that was and the one coming forward. And, and what is my sort of setting your intention going into the next week and spending time with the people you love. It's very nice. Can we do a Havdalah before I leave? <sighs> okay. Uh, let's, let's talk to some people. Okay. You ready? Of course I'm ready. Are we doing a call? We're going to do a call. Let's right start now. with a call. We're Let's talk, talk to somebody else. I'm tired of hearing my own voice. I just want to say that British Airways First is nothing compared to Swiss First. That's all. Really? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, not it's bad, like a but the people are lovely. Effect today. Well, what happened in my Skype that? sound? I don't know. It is a sonar. Is this a, is a whale? Are we calling a whale? I don't know. It's <laughs> happening. They're not answering, though. I'll try again. All the sounds are different. Did Skype change the sounds on us? We're going to have to find a new provider if we don't like this music. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what's happening. It does feel like we're calling James Cameron in his submarine in, in the Mariana Trench or whatever Truly. it's called. Yeah, under the ocean. Well, I mean, I can't listen to this, Brian. No, me neither. Oh. oh now she's huh. Was that a searching sound when it's searching for a signal? Noelle? Hello? Hello? Okay, I don't know what's happening. Let me try again. I'll try one more time. <sighs> I feel like I'm on the, on the Kursk. That was the submarine. Don't get me started on the Kursk. Kursk, Kiosk, Kiosk. 
be sitting right Hello? Noelle? Yes, hello. Oh, oh my God, we did it. You're on the phone with Brian. Hi, Noelle. Hi. You're- Hi, Brian. Brian and Rana, I'm so excited to talk to you. No, you're on with Rana first, and then Brian Noel. To Noel. be honest with you, get it. Oh, I mean, I'd love to. I mean, <laughs> Brian's terrific, but Thanks. you know, I think we need to, you know, age before beauty. Age Fair before beauty. Now that I'll yeah. take. Yeah. Any day of the week, Noel. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Boston, not too ah, far away. Oh, no, why? That's <laughs> that's Brian's Boston accent. No, why? No. No whales in Boston. No, terrible. Boston. Okay. Yeah, that sounds accent. perfect. That's Thanks. horrible. Are you a native, Noel? Are you are you a Massachusetts person? I am, but um, I went to school in Philadelphia, and everyone there was like, "No, we don't like this accent, so it's gone now." So you lost, it, and so you started to say Philadelphia instead. You you picked up the accent. Yeah, Philly. Yeah, yeah. Water. Water. <laughs> yeah. water. Do you Philly. want a, gla- a glass of water? Yeah. Uh, you going down there? Down yeah. to shore? Down uh, to shore? Uh, I'm glad you were able to pick up the phone. Uh, <laughs> the no, phone? The phone. Um, Noelle, how are you, dear? Tell us what's going on. What's we're delighted question? to be speaking with you. Happy New Year. Buddy. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, thanks. You too. Um, so I just moved into a new apartment. Um, it's my first apartment without roommates. So I'm living by Congrats. myself. Wow, that's wonderful. Thanks. I love it. Um, so it's a, a building with a bunch of units in it and the walls are pretty thin, which oh. like I understand that happens. Like I can hear noises every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but maybe like a month ago, my upstairs neighbor got murdered a new stereo <laughs> and <laughs> and a um like a sh- gun shooting video game, oh, which God. I can hear. Oh no. <laughs> that sucks. Uh <laughs> oh my god so, so you're living in Fallu- like you're living in fallujah now is what yeah. you're telling me sounds like yeah yeah <laughs> yes exactly so yeah basically uh. like eight to eleven o'clock every single night it's just uh. machine gun fire okay. like constant and what time do you it usually go to gives sleep me serious, um probably right around 11 when the gunfire stops so it's more it's more actually it's not that they're disturbing your sleep it's more just that you feel like bombs are going off in your apartment yeah, well, yeah, no, I'm just like trying you, to watch TV. It's going to disturb your sleep if you're listening to that all night. No and then kidding. that. So wait a minute, yeah. you're telling me yeah. you have your TV on. You're doing, I yeah. mean, your, your house isn't, sound, you're not just reading quietly like a monk. You have your TV on no. and you can still hear him playing first person shooter every day, every night. Yeah, I can hear him and sometimes I can even feel the vibrations. Oh, like it gives me sub- serious anxiety. Oh my god, that's yeah. terrible. Have you have you <laughs> talked to him about bias, it? What he's got. Yeah. Have you talked to him about it? No, so I actually I've never met him before. I, I don't know him. Um so actually it could be a her. I, I don't wanna like oh, that's, presume. That's very but, woke. Um, that's very woke of you, Noel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um but whoever it is, um yeah. I just I, like I live alone, so I'm nervous about like yeah. confronting someone who plays violent video games every day. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't person. blame you. Um, huh? Okay, okay. I have been in this situation. Oh, have you? I have. I the the apartment I lived in before. God, I guess it was like in 2012 or something. My upstairs neighbor. It was the reverse. He kept saying you he, he could hear, games. but I wasn't playing video yeah. games. I wasn't doing anything. Truly, but he would, he really was creepy by the end of it because he would be like, 
I heard you having sex last night. He would say stuff like that to me. Really? And had you been what? having sex? Yes, but before? I wasn't ever loud. And then he would be like, oh, I heard you telling your mom last night that blah, blah, blah. He heard I my heard phone t- calls. I heard- it was awful. And it felt like, and so finally I just had to say to him, I said, quit coming to me with this. Just call the police. Just call the police next time because I don't know what to do. And my advice to you well, is fair. to yeah. play coquettish and to actually tell the police you think gunfire is going on upstairs. <laughs> what? That's your first move? It really... Well, is, is to swat him? That's your first move? Oh, I guess that would do that, wouldn't it? No, but I mean, maybe. I, I don't mean, know. They right. could go in there and shoot him. I have no oh idea. Oh my God, you're right. Don't do that, Noelle. That also, actually, you'll do anything that. to avoid a note. This is hysterical. I was, my second thing was going to be give them a note and also give them a gift with the note. Even if it's just something like, I made these cookies and I don't mind that. I'll t- I don't mind that. Okay. Oh, okay. I like that. Do you have, uh, is there a super in the building or anything like that? I'm curious. Is someone running the building? Oh, good idea. Yeah. So there's a building management, but they're like pretty much useless. Like one time the fire alarm was going off all night and I kept yeah. calling them and they were just like, yeah, uh, we sent someone over there and they said it was fine. Yeah. So, okay. I pretty would say, much by the way, with that in mind, in general, yeah. I think your time here is limited. Um, with, yeah. in this building. with a terrible building management and yeah. a horrible neighbor. Like, yeah. I, I know that that's not a short term solution, but that I think it, you're, you're, it's going to really weigh on you after a while, probably. Well, I think that's fair. Yeah. To, I think Good it's point. fair to say that's something to pay attention to. That if you, I mean, that's yeah. sort of a long term thing. But it's, I think what Brian's saying is fair that it's something to pay attention to how you feel about the building, whether you end up liking the building, you don't like the building. I understand you've just made a big transition in your life. So this is a first moment. But if you do find three months from now or whatever that you hate this building, find a way to get out of the building. That's first of all, because you have to love where you live if it's possible, especially if you've gone out on your own now. And this is an important moment in your life where you're saying you want to set up house and you want it to be cozy. And maybe you're in a great neighborhood. Maybe you love the building that's between you you know just, yeah. i'm just saying keep one eye on that but that's not really my solution here if you're worried okay. about you say do you have a brother or a male friend or something like that yeah both okay ask is your brother a cooperative person or is he you know is he gonna help you out here or not? <laughs> yeah Would he yeah he's great to- he lives down the street oh he's oh, wonderful perfect okay you should Knock on this guy's door. You, first of all, you should have some cookies or whatever. As Brian said, just a little something. Knock on his door with your brother say, and say, I wanted to introduce myself. I just moved in downstairs. I'm Noel, and I want, and it's the holidays. This is perfect. And I wanted to bring you a little something and introduce myself. This is my brother, Fred. Yeah. Whatever. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Fred Flintstone. And... <laughs> And so he, oh, I can't believe it's very disarming for somebody to bring you something. Yeah. Is your brother a gamer also? It doesn't really matter. I'm just curious. No, he's not. Okay. And you say, you know, want to say happy holidays. We're on our way out. Uh, I, I just want, I want to introduce myself, but I also wanted to ask you a favor. And I feel terrible even bringing this up because I've just moved to the building and, you know, I don't want to be a, you know, I don't want to cause a problem or anything like that. But I don't know if you have, because the problem is this guy either doesn't have rugs on his floor or he's playing the video game on a million. 
you know, with no headphones. Yeah. Most people wear headphones at this point. I video know. Games, I, I know. Think. Usually yeah. in that sort of living style, you wear headphones. And I think you just have to be friendly and don't be nervous about it because it's hard to be, you know, it feels like a confrontation, but don't think of it as a conversation, not as a confrontation. And you just have okay, to say, you just have to say, I, you know, I hate to even ask this because I'm sure you're enjoying yourself up here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the wall, the floor seems to be very thin. Either, I don't know if you have a rug, you don't have a rug, but I'm hearing, I'm hearing the game through the ceiling, whatever. Okay. So I don't know, I would, I don't want to impinge on your enjoyment, but if there's any way you could either turn it down a little bit or if you ever play with headphones and I, and believe me, I understand. I feel like a jerk even at, even at asking you this question, but it's, I work early. So I go to bed early. He, yeah. he doesn't know what time yeah, you go to bed. Totally. Who cares? Tell me you go to bed at nine, <laughs> yeah. nine o'clock. And if there's any way, or if there's anything I can do, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just would deeply appreciate it. If you don't mind. And he'll, if he's a normal person, he'll say, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, of course, I'll turn it down or I'll wear my headphones or I'll do whatever. And if he's a schmuck about okay. it, then he's always going to be a schmuck about it. Yeah, and that's when you start just, thinking about moving. And then you're living <laughs> underneath an asshole. And yeah. I wouldn't, I would also say. But you'll know pretty much from the first moment. That's true. Yeah. I would also say that it might be worth asking your building management if there's like another unit you can look at. Maybe they would be open yeah. to it. Because if it, and depending on, I think your first move is everything Rana just said. And then, if, but if you get the asshole vibe, like, because you know what happens in those scenarios? You get stressed out all day just thinking about those three hours. Yeah. And it's awful. It feels yeah. like, it, I mean, it almost feels like terroristic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I think, I think Rana's advice is really solid. And I think, but if you're concerned with about I your safety, not, take your brother with you. Definitely. Yeah. And have the conversation yeah. be about you and not about that person. Yeah. Um, okay. So stick to eyes and not you. Yeah, and of course he's not doing this on, you know, of course I know you're not doing this on purpose and how could you know and I'm just, you know. But I go to bed early and, you know, it's it's really, you know, a problem for me. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to ruin your life, et cetera, et cetera. I just, there's got to be a solution. I don't know whether it's a rug or it's a this or a that. And, you know, just don't be confrontational about it. Be friendly about it. Your other thing is to act like you are absolutely out of your mind. Oh, here we go. Scream bloody murder. <laughs> run upstairs, bring a bang, kitchen on knife door, with you. bang on yeah. the bring door, bang on the door and a, said, Bring a chef's knife. And say one of your one of your bullets just killed my friend. And then <laughs> and, and, and just hide out in there and just scream and act loony. And I think if you do that every time that that happens, he will stop or she will stop. Yeah, and all yeah, I mean, that's a great per- backup plan. But look, this yeah. person might be a schmuck and there might be not much you can do about it. But at least you'll know that pretty quickly. That's true. Yeah. And don't call the police. And that I, really was a terrible incident. Yeah, it's an awful <laughs> idea. But I think Brian's idea also, if it comes to that, is to ask within the building if you can move. And if you had to, yeah. if you had to break your lease, which I know you don't want to do, which is a problem, uh, you could also take a few videos or whatever, uh, you know, just to have a little documentation of like, okay, it's 930 and, yes. and I'm here again and... Bang, 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 you know, so that when you go to the management company, you say, here's 10 videos from the last 10 days of me. Here I am in my bed. I feel like I'm in Fallujah, you know, whatever, whatever, like (laughs) just a little vlog for a minute so that, you know, but I think the, the nicest thing is it's the, I wanted to introduce myself. We, you know, I haven't had a chance to do that since I moved in. I wanted to bring you a little something. I'm Noel. 
Uh, and I hate to ask, but is there anything we could do about that? And, you know, chances are this person, I assume you're living in Alston or Summermill or Brighton or one of these places, and this person's going to be a schmuck. Yeah. We'll see. Can I? Am I right, Noel? <laughs> yes, I live in Brighton. Yeah. Can I can I, picture the building. Can I sing? I mean, I can just <laughs> picture. Are you off Com Ave? Are you off uh, Harvard Street? I'm on Com Ave. Uh huh. I know all of Communication I'm on, Avenue. Yeah. I, I know exact. I know this exact scenario. Yeah. Can I sing you out? Oh, wow! There's, wow! There's something I want. Please to do. Do you want to say something before I sing? No. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say thanks you to Noel for the question. Yeah. Thank you, Noel. And will you let us know what happens? Will you write to us and let us I know will. what happens? But yeah, get your brother yes, to go with you. So That'll make you feel comfortable and relaxed. And and if he, it sounds like your brother's a sweet guy. He he might yeah. he, he might even pitch in a little and help you out. Man to man energy, or man to first person shooter energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is truly, I think, one of the most beautiful songs. Oh, and I'm I sure this I'm, will be the best rendition of it. <laughs> I'm going I'm to treat it very seriously. All right. No well, no well, no well, no well. Born is the king of Calm Avenue. That was gorgeous. Is that from the new Anna Kendrick, um, wow. Bill Hader Netflix movie? Noel? Yes, yes. Beautiful. Exactly. I didn't know you were on the soundtrack. Oh, I'm on every soundtrack. <laughs> Noel, it was lovely chatting with you, dear. Yeah. Happy Thank you new so year. much. That was beautiful, Brian. Thank you. Happy New Year. Bye. Thanks, guys. I think Bye. Noel could be friends with Emma. Emma who? Stone? Emma Erdbrink. Our Emma. Yeah. Yes. I think they sound like they could be friends. They, just, they sort of sounded similar. Similar accents. Was it Emma? It might have been. It <laughs> sounded a little bit right like now? Emma. Yeah. She is in Boston. Um, okay. Should we get to some Yeah. Let's questions? get to some questions. Let's do she it. She sounded like a nice girl, Noelle. I, I mean, I'm almost wanting to go down there and knock on his door myself I was just to say we're a hop, skip, and a jump yeah. away. Maybe and we the, should just go take care of her. Her brother, without knowing anything about him, sounds super sexy. He sounds like a nice guy. He I'll does. say that. No video games lives down the street willing to go with his sister to Don't knock to on a door. sister out? Yeah. I mean, my heart melted. Yeah. Very yeah. sweet. She obviously loves him very much. Okay. Do you want to read this one? Sure. Dear Rana and Brian, greetings from Weston, Mass. Oh, oh my God. Two in a row. Very geographically specific show today. Rana, it's great to have you back. You and Brian are an excellent duo. Thank you. I agree. I am in need of some New Year's advice. I, I I haven't even read down, but the word fondue just jumped out at me. Okay. For the past few years, my wonderful partner and I have had a tradition of staying in on New Year's Eve, making fondue and watching a romantic movie. Barbara Corcoran. I already know Brian's thinking about rubbing fondue all over I somebody. I love hot fondue. cheese. I love a hot cheese. Hot cheese. I haven't had it. So I haven't Ooh, had it. silky warm cheese, <sighs> a little raclette. Yeah. There's nothing like silky foods. Like uh, almond silk. Almond silk, <laughs> French silk. Oat milk silk. Yeah. Okay. We find that the Christmas season is hectic enough and it's nice to take a break from all the socialization with family and friends for a little date night at home. She and I are both introverts. This year has already been particularly hectic due to the fact that I am in graduate school and was also promoted to a more stressful position at my job. Consequently, my partner has taken up a lot of slack when it comes to Christmas shopping and other tasks that I've been slow to get to. 
I'd like to show her my appreciation. I heard you know Brian's answer to this and make New Year's <laughs> Eve extra special in some way. And as cultured folks with excellent opinions, I thought the two of you might have some ideas. Any thoughts on food, ambiance, et cetera, for the night? Thanks in advance and happy holidays. Best, Sherry. Shall we say it at the same time, Brian? Origins body pillow. What body pillow. Yeah, that feel good body <laughs> hug is the way to go. Origins body pillow is also obviously my number one. However, my number two, which mm. is also Rana, is not. You're full of ideas. Full of ideas, but I don't think you're on board for this one either. Okay, great. There is an app. Oh, it's tonight. I just realized. It's tonight. No, but they're listening to this and it's tonight. It's tonight. So we better think about this I in terms have. of. Okay, because it's today. Uh, yeah. There is They're a, already in the stores. Don't I know it? Yeah. There's an app called Zeal. Z-E-E-L. And if you don't know this, I use it probably once a month. Huh. It is an app where certified massage therapists, you, you put, if you want a 60, a 90, what kind of massage you want, they bring the table, they bring everything right to your house. Hmm. And you not only... Are you supposed to schedule day of? Like, that's kind of the only way to do it. Yeah. And you can select if you want a female, a male. Like, I mean, it's really completely expensive. I've done it probably 10 times, and they're some of the best massages I've ever had. You pay a premium for them coming to your home. No weirdos. I've never had a weirdo, and it's never been anything short of excellent. Truly. That is a wonderful idea. Really? Whether or not they have that in Western Massachusetts, I don't know. In Amherst or wherever these That's people true. live, Northampton, but they might because there's there's a big massage community out there. Yes. Uh, that's, so that's a wonderful an idea. An idea, and I guess the other one would be like, I don't. Has anyone ever done like a sexy for you? Like left flowers on the floor? I mean, I've never oh, had that. A flower, a rose petal. Yeah. Only somebody that I didn't I didn't date twice. Yeah. Would do something like yeah, that. I've never, no one's ever like done that sort the of thing. The only to me. person that could get away with that for me is Superman. Clark Kent is the only person that that would work Clark for Kent. with me. He's from another planet. So yeah. that would be his idea of what romance was. It would be cute, actually. And so I would think that was charming. Yeah. I loved, I think it was Superman 2. Maybe it was the first Superman. The first two or so. When we, he and Lois Lane go to the Niagara Falls to the hot shake bed. Yeah. Two. So if only Superman could get away with that with me. Okay. Anyone right. short of Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not having it. C L O C K Kent. <laughs> Clark Kent. Yeah. I love that idea. Uh huh. I per I mean, you know, I think that's a lovely that's a very generous, thoughtful idea. I tell you, you just have to say to the person, uh, be home by six and you know. In your sweatpants, so yeah. ready to relax, or yeah. something like that. And if you but really wanted to splurge, nice you could idea. get one right alongside uh, her. But also, it's a wonderful. But we don't gift know if the two zeal people hate each other, and then they're working in a in You're a right. appointment. They don't do, and they don't, and then you force them into a couple's massage situation. Yeah, I mean, if you have two rooms, maybe you could get away with it. But, I have another idea. Okay, I don't know if this is the right word. Oh yeah, spliff. A marijuana cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But I don't know where. So your idea is just getting, you don't think these people already had a joint at some point this year? Yeah, if they smoke right. joints. You're right. And if they do the fondue thing, see, the fondue thing's very 80s. Get her some pantyhose. Yeah. <laughs> we get a kick out of legs oh, and shows. <laughs> From our head to our toes, our legs, pantyhose make us look great each step we take. And it shows in our smiles that legs fit our style. Oh. <laughs> 
It's there a musical episode. Yes. Well, that was a throwback to our it's very first episode. I don't think ever. for a second we're not replaying that at the end of this episode. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. In any event, uh, another idea. I love your idea. Wow. Thanks. Because it's something they could do today. Yeah. And, you know, Sherry, well done thinking about this in advance. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, this is a very simple thing, but personally, it is New Year. And I think a gorgeous bottle of champagne elevates things. I, that is great. So you're and having this beautiful fondue and, and da, 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 da. I just think something that, and it does not have to be a bottle of Dom Perignon. It doesn't have to be something crazy, but a sort of $60 bottle of champagne or a $50 bottle or something in that price and point. set it up. Like and have it ready to set go. Set it up beautifully with a couple of glasses. Make it look nice. And I think that's a really thoughtful thing. Mm-hmm. I think setting the mood, having a fire, whatever the, you know, if that's a possibility, but really just making it as cozy as possible. And I love Brian's idea, especially because you're gifting it to the other. And in fact, I think you should only do it for her. I do too, actually. Because then it's a gift for her. Yes. And maybe while she's having that, you are setting up the dinner and the shit. you're doing that. And you just sort of say very simply, you did so much for me this year. You took on so much. Why don't you get a massage or whatever it is while I do the rest, while I finish setting up the night. I'm and I think you, that's so thoughtful. I do too. And I think, I think it's also like very loving and it, it is very, you're really taking care of her. Um, but what if they don't have zeal? I know that's what I'm then thinking. What? I would say, what if she hates to be touched? And I, I also would say this, I don't like an amateur's, in-home spa experience. Like I don't want oh, no, anyone not, don't setting gi- that up. Yeah. For don't me. give her a pedicure. Exa- that's yourself. God, no, <laughs> God, no, I don't, I don't, I think if you just order almost like if there's a place near you that does like a picnic or something and you just do it inside, do you know what I mean? You mean get the food done instead of doing it yourself? Yeah, possibly. I yeah. Though they like, to do, they like, they the like to do the fondue right. and right. watch a romantic movie. I mean, I think it's about setting the mood. Yeah. Instead of just sort of, are we ready? Okay, let's sit down in front of the TV. I think you're right. I think the champagne will do it. Yeah. And if not, Martinelli's. I mean, if they don't drink. Oh my God, but Martinelli's. I think, I, think, I think that's actually a really, really sweet and, or idea. Or if they hate champagne, a sancerre is fabulous with fondue. I love a sancerre. Great. You know, just something to elevate the moment a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to break the bank. No. Just a little, $20 more than you would have spent. It's a twenty. It's twenty dollars well spent. And I would say, if you really want to go the extra mile, propose. Yeah. Well, you could always pull. Yeah. But yeah. then you've got no ring. Where, oh, and, you're right. And then we get another. Then question. it's another home alone yeah. situation. Then we're getting another question. Yeah. Okay. Dear Ron and Brian, my husband and I just moved to Westchester from Brooklyn. Oh. We are officially suburbanites. When we lived in the city, we usually did something with friends for New Year's Eve. But now that we made the move and are the first of our friends to do so, it's just going to be us. And we want to stay in and avoid the mayhem of driving on New Year's Eve. Wonderful I like idea. the idea of it still being special. And since you seem to be the queen of creating, they must be talking to me, chic moments <laughs> in the home. I, and by the way, that's gay bashing. I'd love your advice on creating a lovely evening at, at home with the hubs for New Year's Eve. I almost feel like we just said it. Huge fan of the show. Literally always checking You chose my, these questions, not me. I know. Uh, you and Brian are the presidential <laughs> ticket I would vote for. Hashtag oh. Glickman Safi, spelled wrong. as They spelled it S-A-F-F-I. Well. 2020. Thanks for all you do. I mean, I agree with that last part. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, mine's just like sort of a nothing job anyway. You're the only one who has to do the work. 
I'd be a terrific senator. I've always said that. Really? Yeah. Of course I would. Why not a terrific president? Oh, that too. But okay. it's a but it the president can be an ineffective job on certain levels. Right. Yeah. You'd be like a Barbara Boxer type. Yeah. Who I loved. Yeah. Barbara right. Boxer. In any event. Fondue, zeal, champagne. <laughs> that sounded terrible when you mentioned it. When you put it together like that, it, it sounded like the, a You don't want a, a massage after you eat a bucket of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think honestly, the, for the question before informs this question, which is, yes, pick an event. Make it an event. Even if it's a gorgeous charcuterie board and a nice bottle of something or watching a movie. or Just make sure there's an agenda for the evening. Yes. And make sure the house looks lovely. And again... You know me, I love to put on my cashmere sweats no matter what we're doing. Yeah. But yeah, make it a little bit, make make it so that there are events throughout the evening so that no one can say I'm going to bed at 930. And can I also Because that's this? what's going to happen. I know. Yeah. Can I also say this? Yeah. Even though this is, this feeds right into go to bed at 930. Yeah. And this isn't a joke. I actually mean it. I think this is for everyone. So that you really... Everything feels special after. Yeah. I think you should have sex before, before. any of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't no end the night with it. Start the night with it because the rest then it is won't so, happen. It just have yeah. a twinkle in your eye the whole time. Yeah. Even before you make dinner. Exactly. Yeah. Totally agree. 4.30. It'll be such a loving night from that. <laughs> Get it out of the way. <laughs> Mid-afternoon. Fuck. <laughs> 5.17 at the latest is yeah. what I would recommend because <laughs> you have to get the roast in the oven by 6.30. Yes, exactly. But I think if you make a beautiful dinner. One of these days I'm going to make that roast not by myself. Set um, oh, With your Yorkshire pudding. Did you make, did you make your pop-up? I have, I, just for me, I don't yeah. have, I don't, oh, I need to, I'm waiting me. for someone to. What about your friend? Uh, my friend, that's what Doesn't I'm Doesn't eat for. bread? No, he does. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, good. I'm okay. waiting for my friend to come over and we'll. Make some Yorkshire, but we're gonna fuck before pop that. over together. You'll pop over together. Exactly. I think. I think set an agenda, set an evening. Even if it's the two of you, make a beautiful dinner. Yep. It feels like an event. Yeah. And also, you're in your new home. What's more lovely than cooking in your new home and filling it with those smells? I think yep. that's beautiful. Dear Rana and Brian, I recently spent Thanksgiving with my partner at his parents' home in New York. We're having a very East Coast episode so far. We really are. If you, do, if you live anywhere besides New York or Boston, <laughs> try writing us a letter. Or Michigan. We get a lot of Michigan also. That's noticed. true. Yeah. Accompanying us was our one-year-old pug named Maud at the Petty Pug. I, they, they threw How that in there. How dare you? How dare you? This is a plug for your Instagram? For the Petty Pug. Oh. <sighs> We were staying in my future in-law's guest room and placed the puppy in the room alone just before dinner. Dun, 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 dun. At some point, my partner's uncle slipped into the room and poured his red wine into her water dish. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I could stop here. Are you sure these are your future in-laws? Okay. At some point, my partner's uncle slipped into the room and poisoned my dog, is what you just said. Okay. We noticed it as we were checking on her before we sat down to eat and naturally became enraged. By the way, the reason I am certain it was said uncle is because I saw him go into our room with a glass of red wine, which was odd enough, but then saw him exit and proceed to pour himself a glass of white wine. Mixing wines, too. Oh. <laughs> Also, he was the only person to go in the room besides us. After being confronted, he, along with his sister, a.k.a. my future mother-in-law, blamed it on his diabetes. What's he drinking wine for at all if he has diabetes? Couldn't agree more. 
After refusing to buy that shit sandwich, my partner and I have been systematically made to sound overdramatic and have been encouraged to get, to get over it. This behavior is almost sociopathic. And quite frankly, if I was a diabetic, I would be offended. Well, who cares what, about that, but... We don't need, let's not put a hat on a hat. The problem's bad enough as it is. We don't have to go after his diabetes. So how would you react if Uncle Glycemia gave you a dog wine, lied, then blamed his poorly monitored chronic medical condition? Remember, grapes kill in all caps dogs. Is that true, Brian? Uh, I didn't know that. Chelsea. Oh, wait, I think I did know that. Yes, they do. I'm going to need a Google on that. That sounds like something pet owners say that. No one's really proved to be true. So. Chelsea's confirmed it. It's toxic. So. Okay, so toxic. It's, just, it's toxic. Yeah, it's toxic. Okay. So yeah, so no smoking either. Yeah, yeah. Don't give the dog a bowl of <laughs> pack coffee. of Nat yeah. Shermans. And how would you suggest I even begin to try and move on, not hold a grudge, and do my best to forgive? P.S. Maud is alive and well thanks to an aversion to her travel water dish. She sends her warmest regards as she too is a shade of vanilla. Sincerely, Preston. Maud sounds fabulous. I'm not a pug lover. No. No. I I am. I am. To me, a pug really is just a, a breathing apparatus. There's a little a, alien. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, it's not a dog. It's something else. I don't know what it is, but it's not a dog. It doesn't act like a dog. It doesn't sound like a dog. No, they don't really. It doesn't smell like a dog. It sounds like a coffee percolator. It's something else. It's like Lilo and Stitch when the Stitch <laughs> came from space and everyone said it was a dog. Yeah? Yeah, no, you're that's right. That's the movie, isn't it? Yes. I've never seen it. Yeah, that's it. So in any event, I, by the but way, I do like a leggy pug. If you get a pug that has long legs, I don't they're think very cute. Really? Yeah, my neighbor has oh, I know what you're talking a dog about. that's a pug that's very dainty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that neighbor. I know which one you're talking about because I've seen the pug. Yeah. She, She's a gorgeous she, pug for beautiful. a pug. She walks outside and when I walk by her house, she runs back in when I wave at her. Well, people are afraid of you. Yeah. Why? It's the shorts. And you don't even We've know. We've talked about the shorts. Uh, fine. But today I'm also wearing, which you gifted me when you had that Club 33 experience. Yeah. You brought me back a Disneyland shirt with the pride flag on it. Yeah. You don't even know how many eye rolls I get. And it doesn't feel homophobic. It feels like they're saying like, ugh, a Disney gay. A grown, well, a grown up who likes Disney. It's more that. Yeah. So just so you know. Well, so stop. But I love it. Stop wearing it. No way, Jose. It looks a little scratchy. It doesn't look like a soft tee. No, it isn't. It's very... I love it. Is it comfortable? Yeah, I wear it okay. all the time. Uh, okay. You want to talk or I'm going to talk? This uncle sounds fabulous. <laughs> he sounds like a good time, doesn't he? He sounds <laughs> like a David Niven, yeah. like just some sort of like what a little... sneaky old school villain. Yeah. And to, in my mind... He, he wants to kill... By the way, he does want to kill you, dog. In my mind. Whether he knew that the wine... He was allergic to the wine or not. This guy's just trouble. And in my mind, he's like Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah. Like he's just a foppy uncle who's just coming in to cause little trouble because he's. Yeah. And the, by the way, the mother knows and she's got a, she's got a streak to a mischief streak. That is, it's honestly the whole scenario. Yeah. He sounds like a piece of work. Uh, Though all these people are out to get you, Preston. uh, No. Just letting you know. This is. There's no, you're not wrong about that. It's just about how you play the game. And by the way, at some point, you're going to be inducted into something and you are going to start pouring red wine into water dishes. Yeah. Like these something's people, happening. These here. aren't even just practical jokers. These people are trying to kill each They're other. They're sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, that is dark. 
I'd like to know what your partner who is related to these people has to say about this. Because the reaction would be, we're not ever going to be around him again. That I wouldn't. I would just say, there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah. And I don't think this is a cru- This is not a hill you want to die on. No. This is the, the crazy uncle. Yes. And you know that now. Because here's the thing. Like, this is like Jennifer Saunders or something. This I mean, like, whole thing. Fi- yes, this is an abfab situation. Yeah. These are people that are nuts. Yes. That you can do nothing about. Yeah. So the idea that you could say to them, why would you do that? Doesn't make any sense at all. They don't. They don't care. Sorry, Preston. They don't care what you have to say. They have been playing a long, fun game where they've been screwing each other over for 40 years. And I bet they got a rise out of this. And they're still laughing about this. And if they, what's it going to do, killer? That would be their response if you asked them. So big deal. Oh, big deal. He was joking around. He put wine into the dog's dish. He really is trying to kill the dog. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't bring the dog around. I mean, or he thought I know it would you be don't like, want to leave the dog at home, but I would not leave the dog unattended. No, near. I wouldn't leave him unattended near your mother-in-law either. I would neither. For the record. And, and the only thing I could think is maybe he thought it'd be funny to see this dog get drunk and didn't know that grapes were bad for it. But it doesn't. Either way, it's horrifying. I've never heard of a person. I've heard of a person smoking a marijuana cigarette and blowing it into a dog's face yeah. or a cat's face. Yeah. I've never heard of a person giving a dog a drink. Have you? Never. As Never. A, as a I've trick. heard of like the giving a dog as just for funny, like a, I don't think it's right, but like a piece of chocolate or like, you know what I mean? Something yeah. you're not supposed to do, which is awful. But this is, but, I've never heard of this. But the truth move. is all this is going to do is cause a problem between you and your partner. If you, if you decide to make this a problem. I'm not saying it's fine, let it go, but 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 I'm just saying these people are nuts and they're not going to not be nuts just because you pointed it out to them. And so your partner, my guess would be, already knows this and is sort of on their side. Even though he, I think it's a he. Yes. He is horrified by what has taken place. He also knows there's no fixing this. And what you don't need is a lifelong problem with these people if you can avoid it. Truly. And I understand that you're triangulating on this dog and it's your baby and they've offended, they've attacked our baby and all of that sort of thing. But really what you have to do is just take this dog safety into account. Make sure the dog is not in a situation with these people again, to the best of your ability, or that you have the dog on a leash and the dog is near you at all times when you're you know, at a dinner party or whatever. Hopefully this guy's not around all this time, all the time, but this guy isn't going to be shamed or be told off. The only thing it's going to cause is a problem for you. So you have to find a way to see him as a funny, crazy old person and put him in that kind of a box where you don't trust him and you don't have to be amused by him, but you don't have to show everybody you're furious about it. In the family's defense, how could you not die laughing if someone stormed into your room and said, he put red wine in Maud's dog dish? Like, wouldn't you just Well, die? they're also, I mean, they're sort of queer baiting you a little bit, it feels like. It does feel, this yeah. feels like a Lucille Bluth move. Of yeah, just like, it does. Yeah. yeah, she's just sort of testing yeah. the water. They're trying to see you. if they can get a rise out of you. But the dog could have legitimately dropped dead. I mean, if it's a puppy. Yeah. And it was drinking red wine. I mean, that's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. But these people, I mean, yeah, watch your back around them for sure. But 
don't cause a big incident. These are still your partner's people. Yeah. And that person doesn't want to be- I hope your be, partner reacted wa- the right way. Well, the right way is to be horrified yes. and to tell you that they're on your side and to be horrified anyway because it's horrible. And of course, this person knows that they're related to crazy people. Yeah, everybody is. But if you're going to have a relationship with them, which it sounds like you're going to- you're going to have to make some allowances yeah. here. And I, believe me, I am not on the uncle side as much as we're having a laugh no, about this behavior. It's dis- we it's are not crazy. on this side and we're horrified. And it is sociopathic. But you need to think about what you want your life to look like. And what you don't need is a feud with these people. Yeah. Truly. I, I think just- And if you're the kind of person that's looking for a feud, you need to look at that, I would say. Because you you're not going to be able to isolate this person from his, from his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a him. I, I'm not sure from the pronouns, but it seems I like, might have that wrong. It seems like it. Um, okay. That, okay, that's our, our answer. Next. Dear Ron and Brian, I love your show. Thank you for the laughs and the great advice. I took copious notes while listening to Eight Days of Veronica and ended up buying my husband, who is very shard to, very shard to heart for, Hard to shop for. Sorry, guys. That was me. A Bellroy wallet and a Braun alarm clock for Christmas at your suggestion. One from each category. My sister-in-law will be getting a Rosle whisk. Mm, Rosle. Rosle. Yeah. Additionally, I made a little pilgrimage to the Santa Maria Novella store in Manhattan to pick up a certain $70 potpourri candle for a dear friend and fan of the show. My God, I wish I was on this person's list. You might remember her, Sarah. She wrote about finding a gift for her friend and supervisor who lives on the Upper West Side. Ah. She absolutely fell in love with the candle, per Rana's description, and I'm excited to deliver it. It's funny that you should mention that because what I really want to know is if Sarah got the travel umbrella for the boss. Yes. Because the more, I'm not kidding, ever since we mentioned I've I thought about to, it three or four times. have written in. I want people to tell us if they got something. Yeah, yeah. please do. I know you could comment or you could hashtag us, Veronica, or you could write us an email. Anything. We're just, even if you send us a story about what you gave someone and how it went, we'd love to hear I, it. Honestly, yeah. it's so fun. In any event, here's my question. A few months ago, I took a new job, a senior position in a tiny nonprofit organization. It's so small, we don't even have an office. Everything's done remotely. And until recently, there were only two salaried employees, myself and another person. But after offending board members, donors, colleagues, Mm. and our founder, causing a kerfuffle on Twitter that threatened our reputation, and failing to secure major funding, my coworker was let go. Certainly hope so. He's been offered a more minor unsalaried position. God knows why. This is me talking. With a different title. We'll see if he takes that. But until we hire someone new, it's my job to do everything. I am the face of the organization. I'm proud of the work I've done since I came on board but I've only been here a few months and there's a lot I don't know how to do. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to handle this transition or even the job itself long-term. There's a highly social aspect to the position, which can be fun, but also hard for me. I got sober two years ago and though Mm, it's gotten a lot easier, I still sometimes get exhausted and cranky around drinking. I also don't have a ton of managerial experience. I'm not afraid of giving direction or feedback, but I can be disorganized, absent-minded and conflict averse. After my bad experience with this guy, I'm particularly invested in cultivating a solid, productive, friendly relationship with whoever we hire next. Do you have any advice on being a fabulous boss or how to do a great job when I feel like an imposter? Okay. First of all, here's the situation. The, the, everybody feels like an imposter. Yeah. Okay. There isn't anybody that knows how to do anything. Except for me, possibly. I was about to say there was yeah. an exception. Well, there's me. But then there's everybody else. I mean, truly, right. it's lonely. Yeah, I bet. No one knows how to do anything, especially when you're at the beginning of something. And 
these people know. They, first of all, I don't know what they're paying you, but if they're really dropping all of these responsibilities on your plate, it's going to be your job to push back. You don't you're, have to It sounds to like you're sit. being underpaid. Yes, you don't have, or you're being, they're over-expecting from you. You don't, you can push back. You don't have, you can be a team player and also say, I don't think I can take that on. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Chances are, I would hope, they're going to hire somebody else in the next few months of next year anyway. But really the situation here is you just feel overwhelmed. And everybody feels that way. And anybody in your position would feel that way. But you really have to just take it. I hadn't thought of this, but much like the not drinking, one day at a time here. What do I have to do today? What needs to get done this week? Okay. As Brian likes to say, Make a list. First thing in the morning, you get into work with your cup of coffee or whatever it is. You sit down at your desk. You take 10 minutes. You make your list for the day. Answer your emails. Call this person, whatever's on your list. And you just before 11 o'clock, because all everything gets done before 11 o'clock in the morning, let's be honest. Yeah. Nothing gets done after 11 it's o'clock in the morning. It's pointless to even stay at work past noon. Truly. It's, point, it's pointless to live after 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> if you have anything to do. Truly. Yeah. Just start ticking, and and if you have to put that in your calendar where you block off that space, you know, morning meeting, whatever you call it, so that other people don't bother you during that time, or you tell people, I'm not available till 11.30, oh, I'd love to do that, you know, within reason, of course, you're not the only person in the world, but wherever that's possible, if you can create space for yourself to take care of some things first thing in the morning, you will feel 100% better by lunch. Just start ticking things off that list. But every week is going to be different. And all you can do is take it one day at a time with the job. And when you really feel like you're reaching a limit, you have to say to someone, you you can't be afraid to say, let's not do that Wednesday. Let's do that the following Wednesday. I understand that you want to please because you're in this new position and blah, blah, blah. And you like, it sounds like you like what you do, but you have to do the, the math in your mind of what they're paying you, what you're stress level and and mental health is in what you can offer. And I look, I'm a person who believes in hard work and doing as much as you can possibly do within the limits, but you also have to take care of it. I'm not saying, oh, just say no to everything. I'm saying no when you're hitting that stress wall, because this also feeds into the no drinking thing, which is that's something you have to protect. You don't want to, sl- you know, it sounds to me like you're pretty sturdy on your feet with this, but that's something you need to protect because that stress level often feeds into that. And in terms of the social situation, I think Brian might have more to say about this actually, but you, sometimes it's enough to have a brief, inter, to, to make an appearance somewhere, have a brief interaction with whoever you need to talk to and say, I'd love to continue this conversation offline or That's whatever. Great. So that you don't have to have a, a 25 minute conversation just because you're seeing that person face to face. You can say to them, it's de- I'm delighted to see you. We're so excited about this new event we're doing t- together. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, what if I email you tomorrow? We set up a call or whatever. So the things are happening on your schedule a little bit more than just feeling like, oh, I'm only going to see this person this minute. And now I got to talk to him and I got to talk to her and I got to be there early. And, you know, whatever you can do to be organized and prepared. But mostly the thing to remember is that no one really has the bandwidth or the, no one really knows what they're doing. You just sort of 
learn to, you know, you walk and then you run. I would actually, to that point, lean into being an imposter, frankly. Like you, you just can for a while pretend to be doing this like somebody who really knows how to do it. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would just really don't be afraid to just sort of have that in your mind that like, because what I wouldn't do, I, I just think in terms of effective bosses I've had and ones who aren't as, as effective, um, always like Rana just said, I know that you don't have an office, but this even works in your home. Be the first person in the office only because it creates a power dynamic when the people who are under you come in and they already see you there. It just, I know that sounds silly, yeah, but it does. Yeah, answer the for email first in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. Because it makes people feel like, oh shit, I don't want to be behind and I want to impress Brian this person. Brian does this to me every day. He's answering the emails first, but I'm answering them late at night. You are? Yeah. Because well, I'm so a morning Brian, person. So Brian a- knows I'm up late at night answering my emails and he's up early and you know I've, his. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically smashed a frying pan over my head at about 8.30 p.m. <laughs> fallen into bed. <laughs> usually how it goes with a bottle of Casamigo no exactly Uh, I think that the only other thing I think we need to address is this idea that you want to be chummy with the other person that you work with don't don't not at the beginning of course you, you, you can really be friendly. Should always be friendly, but don't you don't know this person. Don't ever say you don't of. know what you're doing. Don't ever say yeah. you're nervous. Just and it's easy, it will be easy to do because you're working remotely at least yeah. for much of the time. But yeah. just like don't let them see you sweat. Don't try to be chummy with this person. All, of course, be friendly and be professional, yeah. but you don't have to be friends with this person. No, if it ends up going there and so they're a wonderful employee, that's terrific. But don't. Start setting that up early. No, 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 yeah. no. And and um, and, but to also don't be afraid to say to your bosses, you know, look, I've got a lot on my plate since so and so left. I just tell me which thing is the bigger priority for you. Because they're also counting yeah. on you to do a really good job, and so you know, if you're overextended, you're not going to be as great. Yeah. Um. So and I, also prioritizing the, you know, what's most important to you? What would you like to see happen a first? Great boss delegates. Yeah, yeah, and 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 does um, if they're overwhelmed with work, does get other people to do it effectively. So, I, and as far as the social thing goes, I, I, it's what Rana said. I give myself a time limit. I, that's what I always do when I yeah. know I have to go somewhere. I don't. I just this is new for me. I immediately stop dreading it. If I know I have to go there because it's such a waste of time. I, you tell yourself I'll be, I'm leaving at eight 30. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, and I'll just be like, well, I know I'm going, so I'm not going to be nervous about it Yeah, because I don't want to show up nervous about something. So no. this is happening and I'll stay for 20 minutes. Yeah. And usually the 20 minutes becomes an hour and a half, Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I've never, I guess I've sort of been a boss before. Um, and I just, the thing that I realized was that the small talk after a few minutes doesn't really serve anybody. It exhausts you. And and I just mean in the workplace. It exhausts you and it just becomes too familiar with other people. I like clear lines. I always have. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You like a clear boundary. <laughs> Except with you, Rana. Oh, I think I don't it's very clear. Very clear. That now after hearing that, that you think you're my boss since you answered the emails first thing in the morning. That is not what I said. Okay. Subject, yes and no, why and question about flying. Yes and no question about flying. Okay. I always use no, no dear Ron and dear Brian, dear anybody. I, I clocked that too. Yes. <laughs> Just give me an answer and get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. I always use a neck pillow when I fly, even on a short 50 minute flight. I wonder, do you or Brian use neck pillows when you fly? Kyle. Okay. Ron? So. 
let's we just move on from me, Kyle. Because I think we know I don't use a goddamn neck pillow. I use a okay. goddamn neck pillow. I don't put an inflatable neck. Yeah. You know what, Kyle? Not only do I use a neck pillow, I'm one of those people who wheels my suitcase through the airport with the neck pillow around my neck. That's how I carry it. And I wear flip-flops on the plane while I'm at it. And sweatpants with a word on it, yeah. like diva. Yeah. 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 I'm wearing flip-flops and the neck pillows around. And then my croakies are holding my glasses on. My Oakleys. Brian, what's your answer? My answer is, Kyle, you're... I'm I'm wondering if you're single because you are a man after my own heart. I always use a travel pillow, and there's you even have one to recommend. And I even you tried a, to rec- you tried Brian tried to get this travel pillow on the Ronica list. I did, and, and I, I gave him with the a stare and a raised eyebrow. I gave him the the N O <laughs> without having to say a word. Yeah, um, like Nancy Pelosi with the impeachment. I gave you that look, the uh, stare. I gave you the stare you when s- she gaveled in the impeachment and she shushed them all with one eyebrow. Yep. Yep. That was the look I, I gave got. you the Pelosi. So one I found that I love that was recommended on, I can't even look at her. There was recommended <laughs> on wire cutter. Is I called, do love wire cutter. Yes. Yep. It's called the travel rest ultimate memory foam pillow. Mm. You can get it at Amazon. Brookstone. Or yeah. get it at Amazon or travelrest.net. Any Brookstone, any Hudson News, it any keeps, Burbank Airport. It keeps your neck in perfect alignment and also flushes with the headrest. So it's a it's not like a circular back, it's a straight back. Oh. So it goes flush with the with the back. It's like $25. And also We did keep it. You don't have to inflate Does Bellroy have a pocket for it? They don't. I put it in my tote, but they, it squishes down to nothing. Okay. So it becomes like just like you're a little, almost like, um, like a little, I, I don't know, almost like it's like a ziploc uh, baggy. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Exactly. It yeah. goes down really small and then puffs right up when you open. How does you, it puff? Do you have for to the blow grand it up? Opening. Oh no no no! It just expands. It does. Yeah. How does it know how to expand? Is the air? Well, in it's it? like a, you know how like or mattresses is it made of memory come in a box. Foam. It's that. It's okay, memory. Made of, and it, so it has a little case that keeps it small. Exactly. Also, I use the Thermarest. This is the kind of information I never wanted in my head. Lower back pillow. You. you have a lower back. So you're turning your seat into a bed? Yeah. Because then you don't have to pay for the extra points or the money. Yeah, I've noticed. See, so Rana, if you flew like that, you wouldn't have to do mint. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so Kyle, I what's hope the helps. What's the backrest called? Thermarest. And that is in play. It looks like a floaty. Yeah. Um, so it's embarrassing. That you have to blow up? You, if you want- I want a video of you. <sighs> On your next flight, I want a video of you getting situated. Can you do that for us? It's exhausting. I, I want to watch you get organized. It's a calorie burner. I want. How many minutes are you spending when you get on? And what do the people sitting next to you do? They immediately think, "Don't talk to him." Yes, because the first thing that comes out is the wet ones all over the seat. You wipe down the seat completely. And then and the, the seat's tray. wet though because it's made of fabric. Yeah, but I'm wearing clothes. So you wipe down the seat and the tray. Wipe down the seat in the train. Do you put Neosporin under your nostrils like I told you? Yes, but you told me to do that. Okay, yeah. I thought you were going to say that's crazy, but you no, would have told me to do that. No, of course you have to do that. Neosporin you under- need a barrier between you and the germs on the plane. Neosporin under my eyelids. Yeah. Excuse me, under my nose lids. What are these called? Nostrils. Nostrils. Your nose lids. Exactly. Yeah. And then I start doing my unpacking and getting into my cozy. And Your cozy? What does that mean? Well, like I take off my shoes, put on my thick cashmere socks. Uh-huh. Um... Make sure that cashmere all my- now used to be the poodoo's. Well, it still is. It's both today. Okay. It's cashmere. Ooh, yeah. Where those come from? American trench, which I recommend yeah, on the show. Very cute. 
Made in USA. Cute little orange heel. Yeah, they have yeah. an orange heel. In and an orange a toe. Blue little oh, that's cute. At the top. Yeah. And an orange toe. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll post those yeah. online. Okay. Get ready to strap in for hard. the next one. Okay. Hi, Ron and Brian. My friends and I have all agreed that we would be spending New Year's Eve together, but we still haven't agreed on a place yet. Anytime I throw something out there, I get mixed responses, responses, which is par for the course because getting all six of us to agree to do something is like herding cats. Although 95% of the time... I'm of that expression. Yeah. I just am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go although, on. Although 95% of the time, everything works out and we have a great time. It's often last minute. It's just Isn't there something out. else people could say besides herding cats? Yeah, like herding dogs. Just whatever. But something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wrangling my... What are they called? Um, putting a brush through my hair after I've slept on it? Knots. Knots. Yeah. Getting the knots out. Of, it's like getting the knots out of my hair. No. Okay. okay. I'm trying my best. Why don't to- you, why don't people send us some new expressions? We're going to become that show where we start asking everybody to do everything all Ex- the time. Exactly. Post us your new expressions. What would your answer yeah. be? Send yeah. us your answer. Yeah. Yes and no. Here's our poll. Yeah. I'm trying my best to go with the flow, but I also know that I function best when there's at least a set location for events like this. So my question is, do you have what? any... Repeat that sentence. Repeat the last two sentences I'm for me. I'm trying my best to go with the flow. Before the, What's the sentence before? It's like herding cats. Okay. Oh, okay. Although 95% of the time everything works out and we have a great time. So that's okay. It's often last minute, which can stress me out. Okay. I'm trying my best to go with the flow, but I also know that I function best when there's at least a set location for events like this. So I guess my question is, do you have any tips on how to let go of wanting to control and plan things? Or what are some non-passive, non-passive, oh, I see, non-passive aggressive ways that I could address it to the group as a whole? Thanks. And I love the show, Kelly. Hmm. Okay, Kelly. First of all, you, you answered your own question. 95% of the time, this works out fine and you have a great time. So the only thing that's going on here is you stressing yourself out. That's A. However, if you truly can't live with the uncertainty, you have the option to propose the solution to the group to say, what if we went to blank and get everybody to buy in? Yeah, I feel like if they don't, then you you have to just go with the flow. You have to have an answer to write to them, not I'm getting nervous. We don't have a location. We need to pick a place. We need to pick a place. No, here's three places. Let me know who's in. I'll book it. And you don't get to and you don't get to resent the fact that you're the booker now. Because what you're really doing is doing that for yourself. You don't get to have it both ways and say, I can't believe the group expects me to organize everything. You're the one who wants it organized. Yeah. The rest of them are willing to stand on a freezing cold corner in the middle of Manhattan or wherever this is for twenty five minutes and say, Should we get pizza? Should we get Chinese? Um oh, who wants to do what? Boop, boop, boo. I'm taking a phone call, I'm texting, you can't get my attention, da 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 and then your blood is boiling. And then you get to the restaurant and then you finally calm down and you have a wonderful time. But in order to avoid all of that, you could become the person who says, Here's two places. Who's in? Book it. If people really if this group really resists that you just have to get over it. You said yourself 95% of the time you have a good time. There will be plenty of things that you can control in your life, sweetheart. When you have every other piece of what you're doing, where you're holding the meeting for work, what time you get up to go to the gym, who, you know, this kind of anxiety. The other thing I'm realizing, I was about to say something else, is that when you're a planner, it's, it's lovely that that helps to alleviate your anxiety. 
but sometimes that doesn't leave room in life for surprises. And for fun, yeah. And I understand you would say to us, no, when I get there, I can relax. I just need to know where I'm going. And then when I get there, I can relax. But that's not really true. What you're really doing is visualizing the whole way the night's going to go at that point. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to wear this thing. Then we're going to have this. Maybe I'll look at the menu online before we get there. We can't be late for this. We have to, yeah. Yeah. And then are we going to have, are we having red wine or white wine? Do people want oysters? What's happening? (laughs) And you're dreading the bill coming to split it. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. But- Maybe this these are the this is the group that in your life because you're planning everything else in your life if this is that you have control of. Maybe you need to to reframe this a little bit and say, you know what's so fun? When I go out with this group on New Year, I never know what's gonna happen. And we always have a great time. And that's the one day of the year that you say, Whatever happens is fine. This group always finds something fun to do. And I just love being with these people. I could take this advice myself because Rana, you are someone who will say like let's just go to Budapest or no, let's go with that. And also let's just go to Istanbul. Let's go to Tel Aviv. And it's like, we're four weeks out from where we, when we talked about it and I'm like, I just start pan. I do. I start panicking. Yeah. Even though I know I'm in capable hands, obviously I just start, I get really You get panicked before the trip. Is that what you're saying? Or or when the trip's not organized. Or or that it's more that even though I know that it will end up nothing but beautifully. But that's okay. You like a goalpost. So lo- you like to know, where, where, when's the trip? Okay, in June, we're going to blank. Yeah. And then you have something to look forward to, and it's in your books, and, and also you can cordon off that time. Like, Do you remember that time when we originally had decided to go to Istanbul? And I was like- oh, do I? Texting you like 50 texts a day being like, should we get this? I don't know what's going to happen. Like, should well, we, then uh, you panic. eventually, what you did, which people don't know this, is you booked your ticket yeah, and said to me, you should book your ticket. Which was hysterical because I hadn't even agreed to the dates. But you booked you booked your ticket. I like was spinning in order out to he he backed me into a corner to book my ticket, and then I just hate, so I could feel. And sad. then I hate to tell everybody he canceled the trip, okay? Because he became a big star on nine one one, and we never took the trip. We're gonna take this trip, yeah. Though. And, uh, and this, everyone had to eat the change face, okay? This is what I'm curious about. It was, wasn't bad, but it happened. It did. It did. <laughs> did I ever turn back? From no, that? you didn't have to. I was okay. very busy anyway. I had to cancel it myself. Yes, I remember. But I don't mind taking that risk. So that was fine with, and and actually, it was fine with me because I, I, I said, but that's Chua. a good way to go." People would be surprised to hear that about me. They think I'm very organized. I plan everything. Da da da. I do. But when life presents me an opportunity to have a little fun. I'm going to take it. Yeah. And part of the surprise to me is what do we, part of it is having faith. I know when we get there, we're going to have a terrific time. And when we organize where we're going, we pick where we're going to stay and we have a broad outline of what we want to do. That's true. And then we have a little back and forth. But we don't have a schedule. No. And that's very important. Yeah. What we'll say is it would be nice the first day to do something like this. We know at some point we want to go to the Turkish bath or whatever it is. So that'll happen one of the days. But what we don't do is hold each other's feet to the fire on a schedule. Correct. Because also that's how we alleviate anxiety with that. That's the kind of person I want to travel. So, and then we but only someone wanna... says to me, unless we have, look, booked out a dinner at a Michelin star restaurant six months in advance, which I personally would never do. Me too. There are people that do that that say, I'm, which is fine. I'm buying tickets. I'm going to Copenhagen. I have the reservation and I'll plan the trip around it. That's fun. And that's fine. And if you can, and that's something you're dying to do. I think that's a fun way to be, but I don't want to be overscheduled. I want to see how I feel. And, and it makes the trip 
so but like yeah. I remember when we went to Budapest it was like well we sort of feel like doing this let's check in tomorrow and see if we still feel like doing yeah. it yeah and it was it, and that's why it's so lovely to travel together because it just it's never stressful that way no and it just makes it about the experience all the time but this is unfortunately the thing about life is you have to be a little bit elastic yeah and so in the things in your own I completely understand people need to plan and the lists we talked about the lists earlier and lists are fabulous checking things off lists and knowing what's going to happen etc etc but you are actually served by having these friends that are this way this is one night of the year that you say, whatever happens, happens. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Rana, what would you do if I was like, Rana, oh, yeah. we're going to Istanbul. Don't worry. I got the hotel. I'm going to surprise you with where we're staying. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. What that's, would you do? I would not. That I'm not a fan of. No, but I mean, that's what I, I know. I want to know. I do want to know the base I'm operating from. Where I'm staying. Because then I yeah. also am a very visual thinker and visual planner. So then I start to think, oh, okay, well, that looks beautiful, and that's in that neighborhood, and then we can walk to this place, and if we walk there, we'll be near this, or if we go over there. You know, I like the city to reveal itself to me a little bit. Yeah, And But for me, I like to imagine, that's fun for me, to imagine what it would be like to be in that space, the mood. Yeah, I like the mood of a place. Yeah, that's fair. Rana, should we do one more? Yeah, let's do another one. Okay. This will be our last one, I think. Okay. That sounded so sad, didn't it? It did. This it sounded very l- final. Our last question of the year. Ugh. Until 2020. Until next week when you hear us in your ears again. Exactly. Okay. Hello, Ron and Brian. Big fan of you both and absolutely loving the new show. I have a question that is a little bit sad, but I think could set me up for making some wonderful memories. Okay, that's very nice. My father recently passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. And my mom and I are planning on spending some... Uh, sorry. And my mom and I are planning on spreading some of his ashes in Israel. He was an avid traveler. It was one of his favorite places to visit. Rana, you actually met my father, Phil, when he and I went to a comedy show at the Kibitz Room in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. Photo attached. Oh, I, absolutely, I absolutely remember these two. Really? Yeah, I do. It was so sweet. I remember being very struck by the fact that they were there together, father and daughter. That it was is sweet. Re- and they had a wonderful table right in the front. It was a cabaret setup. Oh, nice. And they had a perfect view. And he was a lovely, lovely guy. I had a nice chat with them, actually. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear this, dear, that your father passed. He was really a lovely guy. We had a long, a long chat. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but that's nice to have a nice father for have a long, however oh, long you absolutely. have Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really but, something. And by the way, that a father you could take to a comedy show that you think yeah. is funny? No, I mean, I was really, <laughs> I was really struck by it. He yeah. was, he, you know what he was? He was a good sport. Yeah. And I remember him telling me about his work and Jewish people. Okay. Anyway, he and my mom are both Catholic, but my dad's mid-century upbringing in an Eastern European immigrant community in the Catskills gave him a strong lifelong affinity with the Jewish people and culture. Grew up in the Catskills. And then they came to the kibbutz room. I mean, this is very sweet. My mom has been to Israel once before. I say mom. She wrote mom, but that's a hard word for me to say because it's not a word I use. Okay. My mom has been to Israel once before, but it it will be my first time there. We have no idea where to begin planning our trip. We don't even know what time of year we should visit. I know I'd like to visit the Dead Sea, and I'm sure my mom would like to visit some religious sites. But we both love a bit of culture, museums, shopping, good food, and such. So what do you recommend? Kiss, kiss, cat. The first thing I want to say is 
I'm horribly sorry to hear about your father. And I know how, this sounds like it's very fresh. And I know, especially it's had this time of year. It's always had, it never leaves your body. But I think this is a really lovely thing that you and your mother are doing to honor him. And on top of that, exactly what you said, making some new memories, which I think is really the thing to do. And I was very struck when Adam was with us a few weeks ago, talking about, of course, mourning her mother's passing and, and being heartbroken about all of that, but really honoring her mother's memory by living her life the best way that she could. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's such a great girl, Adam, and that really made a very hearty stuff. And I think that's the sort of thing that would make, if you really were close and you shared these kind of connections, what could make a person happier that you're, that you're continuing to live a vital and exciting life. Yeah. And so, and, but remembering them along the way and incorporating them in your thoughts and in your memories. Wonderful. Wonderful. Ron, I feel like this is really probably, I mean, this is I've never been to Israel Yeah. and I've never lost a parent. Yeah. So all I can do is offer my condolences and also soak in these Isra- this is Israeli advice you're about to give me. <laughs> Not advice. Well, here's the news about Suggestions. Israel. Suggestions, yes. You can't really have a bad trip to Israel. That's my opinion. That's a big plus. Israel is a dump. Why? Okay. I've never heard anyone say that. It's also one of the most beautiful places you could ever visit. So how do those two things exist? Because they just do. Uh There isn't enough space. And people are not, in a very charming way, are not deeply, deeply concerned with the way that they live. So most people live in apartments. People don't live in houses in the way that you think of in America. I mean- that exists, but that's a rarer situation. Something else is just like, this could be wrong. But I know this was sort of the case with my extended family in Syria. Like, the parents live on one floor, and then the next floor they build up to where the kids in that family lives, and then the other kid lives on top of that. And they just like sort of are all in this gigantic complex together. Yeah. That is apartments. Yeah. I don't know whether that happens as much, but certainly people live very near to each other. Yeah. I mean, the whole place is the side of size of, you know, whatever it is, Rhode Island. Rhode Island yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's what makes it fabulous. Everybody's on top of each other. And so what it means is that when you're picking a hotel, I mean, look, do I like to stay in the finest places? Of course. But, e- but in Israel, it doesn't really matter. You just have to pick a place that's clean and that has a great reputation and Your whole life is going to take place outside of the hotel anyway, because there's nothing but things to see. Yeah. You should go in the spring or you should go in the fall. You don't want to go in the winter because it rains. You don't want to go in the summer. Too hot. At the height of the summer because it's too hot. So, you know, you could go, I would say May, the end of May would be the outer limits probably. Maybe a little bit, a couple weeks of June, but it's going to be hot. It's a desert. And there are very basic things that people do that everybody does. And you can do them more expensive or you can do them less expensive. But the truth is everyone's having more or less the same experience, which I love about Israel. It's a sort of egalitarian place in a lot of ways. It's not the kind of place that you can't have access to this or that just because you don't have money. Mm -hmm. You want to go to the Dead Sea? Everybody everybody goes. Russians are there treating their eczema. Right. I mean... 
every. You By go, the way, if you have horrible eczema, that actually <laughs> is the place. Oh to no, go. it's a great place to go. Yeah, you go to you go to Tel Aviv. You could stay in a gorgeous hotel in Tel Aviv, but everybody gets out of the hotel and then wants to ro- walk along the beach. And again, the Russians are there dousing themselves with water in order to cure their eczema. Maybe if you Romanians. It's very charming. Yeah. One of the other things I love, which you would never hear me say normally, which I love, is that all of the beaches are public beaches. And so you just go down to the beach, you give a guy a couple of shekels, and you get a chair. I mean, some of the beaches are a little nicer than others. But, you you know, and all of this is very easily, you know, Find out found on TripAdvisor or whatever. You yeah. know, which beach? Well, I think it's called Grossman Beach. I can't remember. that. That's the one that's a little bit better. But really... I mean, they're all clean, these beaches. They take you, the, everybody works earnestly and hardly. You give them a couple of shekels, you get a chair for the day. Try to situate yourself near to a restaurant. It, so if you want to go up and have a little lunch uh, and get something to drink or where the bathrooms are. But it's but everybody wants to be in the same place. So it doesn't really matter how rich you are. You see families out at the beach together. There are no private beaches where only we can go that you can't go because I have a house on the beach. It's like Miami. It's built up in that way. Yeah. Jerusalem. Is everyone in Tel Aviv gorgeous? Uh, no. No. But what they are, they were very attractive people, the Israelis. But one of the things that makes them so attractive, which I would completely embrace if I were you, is that everyone is incredibly confident. Confident isn't the word. No one's worried about their body or how they look. Of course, people are taking care of themselves and look fabulous. And, and many of them have been in the army, of course, and are in shape and blah, blah, blah. But really, the beach is one of those places that's one of the, another one of these great equalizers. Yeah. Where you just have to sort of say to yourself, do you want to go to the beach or you don't want to go to the beach? Do you know beach? that 60 Minutes called Tel Aviv the happiest city in the world because I guess Israelis always have the feeling of like, it could be our last day. Well, you feel that, absolutely. And I, I will say this about Israel, though. Do not expect to love it immediately. It is, they're on their own wavelength and it takes a couple of days to get acclimated. I always compare it to a game of double dutch. You know, when the, how, right, you have to the find key, the right time to get the in there. Kids play with the the thing, and they're they're waiting to jump in. And then once you're in and you're jumping, you could jump forever. But getting in and getting out is a little bumpy. Is there a is there a speedy way in? I think the quickest thing to understand is that there's two things. One is their language has less words in it than our language. So they ask you a question, you just want an answer. They get to it. Yes or no. You want to go? You don't want to go. And you're like, well, well, I would go, but then, well, they have an omelet or they don't have an omelet. Da, da, da. You know, it's like they just want an answer. Yeah. They're not being rude. They just want to get to it. Yeah. And part of that is, it's is, nice, is this bus going to blow up or not? Right. She want to stand here and talk about it? Or you want to have an omelet? Right. Let's just either have an omelet or not or come up with another plan. <laughs> I mean, truly. So there's an efficiency to them that I think can be off-putting, especially to Americans, because we dilly-dally in right. our, in our decision-making process, processes. But the quicker that you kind of get on board for that and don't take it personally, I think the quickest thing you can do is don't take it personally. Yeah. The other thing is you will find yourself, no doubt, at a marketplace of some kind trying to get a delicious piece of fresh fruit or a bareka or a coffee, whatever. If, if you're waiting in line and it's your turn... You better Hurry up. you better assert yourself and take your turn because what will happen? No, the agreement, the social contract is: if you don't order, I'm going to order. 
So I'm not going to say to you, are you, oh, are you, were you waiting? I'm just going to order because you hesitated. So you're going to say to you, I can't believe this. I went to get a cup of coffee. I was in line and then somebody pushed in front of you. They're going to push in front of you. Yeah. So don't take that personally. Jerusalem, one of my favorite places of all time. No question. Right. The city. That's the city. Vibrates. Mm -hmm. It's full of insane people who have all decided that this postage stamp belongs to all of them. And it means something only to only to them. And they each think each person thinks that they're more religious or this is more meaningful than the next. It's insanity. Right. (laughs) Insanity. Yeah. But, and I don't mean that to no. any specific religion. It's all of them are just... But when that many people are focusing their energy on one place, right. to me anyway, the place vibrates. Yeah. And huh. it's fascinating. There is a hum to that place. Yeah. I also like anywhere that I can walk the streets that somebody else walked a thousand years ago. That's my kind of town. Yeah. So you pick the couple of things that you want to do and you get, you know... What's your you, ratio? You like get how on long a tour, in Jerusalem? Not get on a tour... To me, you stay in Tel Aviv. Okay. I might actually, I would stay, if they've never been, I would do two, actually, I would do two nights in Jerusalem. Okay. I would get there, and Jerusalem's 45 minutes from Tel Aviv, so you don't have to, you could stay in one place and not in the other place, but it's more about the vibe and being able to get into the city. So I'd probably come to Jerusalem in the afternoon one day, check into the hotel three, four o'clock, have dinner. There's some great, wonderful places to eat. Mahani Yehuda, terrific, incredible food. Uh, have a or just walk around, happen into any cafe. And there are pedestrian streets, and you'll know which ones to go to. Have dinner that night. Get up early. Go into the old city the next day. You should absolutely, if you if you can afford a tour, uh, that's a great thing to do because they they really hit the hot spots with you. Do a little research. This is the kind of thing I absolutely would plan in advance just in terms of what are my things I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to, you know, stick to your schedule. But a lot of these things are things you could walk. I mean, the other thing is if you go in a group, you feel safer. Yeah. Because they organize it for you. And that's a person who knows how to negotiate those streets. And it is a little bit of a place where you take a left turn or a right turn. You might not want to be down that alley. Mm-hmm. So for sure, at least the first day I would have a guide. At least you can relax about it if yeah. you do that. Uh, and you stay over that next night, I would say, finish up whatever you didn't do that day. Sometimes the, the City of David and a few things that are a little more outside of the walls. Mount Herzl is really beautiful. You may, you may not be interested. That's the cem- That's sort of their Arlington National Cemetery. Oh, okay. For sure, do Yad Vashem. Mm-hmm. Yad Vashem's incredible. So you could do that the second day. You could do Yad Vashem. And then you could probably return to, to Tel Aviv. Is Petrus a thing? Petrus? Yeah. You mean Petra? Petra. You mean Jordan? Oh, that's in Jordan. Is that what you're talking about? I guess With so. the, the treasury? The, yeah, the yeah. wonder of the world. Yeah. Pet, Petra's fabulous. Okay, but that's in Jordan. Yeah. I don't know why you I could thought do, it was in But you could do that on this trip if you wanted to. You go okay. down to Eilat, and then you do an overnight, and you do Petra, and then you come back. Okay. Uh, but Petra's fabulous. But it, if you're not a person that wants to hike, yeah, don't a, do it. Because yeah, okay. you want to hike up to the monastery when you get there, and that's something to see. But it's, it's the... And the other thing, if you have the time, drive up to the... To, uh, the Golan area, right, which is uh, the other Sea of Galilee, basically. One question: Are yeah. you renting a car there? You're not renting a car. Good question. You're not renting a car 
between to have in Tel Aviv or to have in Jerusalem. Okay. Definitely not. You can also take, you can either take a taxi from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and it won't be that expensive or there's a great bus system in Israel. You could take a bus. Great. Uh, but if you're going to go to the Dead Sea, if you don't go on a tour, which there's nothing wrong with if the hotel probably organizes the same day tour that you could do. And that way, what you kind of need to do at the Dead Sea is they have these hotels or spas that you can sort of spend the day at where they give you a changing room and you can go into the Dead Sea and come out and shower and all of that. You sort of need that space. Yeah. So the hotel can organize that for you also. Um, so never be afraid to use the concierge. But if you're going to go up north, I would absolutely rent a car. I've done that myself. Lovely drive. Stop in Haifa on the way. Have lunch. See the Baha'i Temple there. The gardens. I can't remember what it's called. There's You can't really go wrong. Yeah. But you should pick the sort of four wonders that you'd like to see and organize your trip around those goalposts. And not overload. And give yourself time to enjoy it because Tel Aviv, you could spend 10 days in Tel Aviv. It's, as you said, it's just a very livable city. Incredible food. You want to go down to Jaffa for the day and have have lunch there for sure. I love Jaffa. There's a couple of very nice, new, very expensive hotels down there. But you really can do a mid-priced hotel in Israel. Just make sure you're picking somewhere that has great reviews, is clean, serviceable. You don't have to go all out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's excellent advice and suggestions for me too. Rana. And even though you'll be with me when we go, probably. Well, I'm not going to Israel without you. Well, I guess we should go on the computer, look for those miles. Oh, Uh, you coming? You think you, after all this, you still think you could do a few days in London with me? I thought, I can always do a few days in London with you, Rana, for sure. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. And I'm if we don't sure. find the miles, I mean, it sort of has to be the miles or I have to be, I have to catch this flight. And if that doesn't work out, I'll just catch the next flight to Burbank, which will be at like 6 a.m. or whatever. So, I'll But you have your flight to Burbank for tonight. I have it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. You're willing to, to miss it or to change it. I'm willing to do it all. Okay. We'll talk about okay. it offline. All right. Fair enough. We should say thank you to our wonderful fans. For th- we've had, look, we just started doing this, but we're having such a blast. It's the most fun I've ever had. Th- oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that is so sad. Also, <laughs> thanks, Rana. Is it the most fun you've ever had? I doubt it. <laughs> also, <laughs> but I'm having a good time. Thank you to Chelsea. Oh, I also wanted to say, I forgot to say to Kat. Jordan and I make a pilgrimage to St. Bart's every year because that's, that's where Bob loved to go. We went together where Bob passed away, right. of course. He, oh, right, so he died there. I am a fan of a pilgrimage. That's but great. But definitely make sure you have some fun. I mean, having God, fun that's is a the, depressing trip is the to best. Arts. Oh, it's a wonderful trip every year. But aren't you year. sad the whole time? No. I mean, you know, there were moments where I wish Bob was there. Of course, I have that all year long. Yeah. But mostly we're celebrating his life and we're celebrating our lives. Yeah. That we're alive and we can lay on a gorgeous beach, eat a spiny lobster, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, have a fabulous time. That's great. Jordan goes to the French nightclubs. Does he? Yeah, of course. You know, can Jordan come to Tel Aviv? Because I've heard all about the clubs there. We'll see. They're up for anything. We'll see. Jordan is at that phase. You know, he's an artistic person and it's a real freelance lifestyle. So he'd be a last minute addition. Do you know that at the gay bars, this has nothing to do with Jordan. I'm just talking about if I went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, The Palestinians sneak into the gay bars in Israel and everyone has the best time together. Oh, is that so? Yeah. 
it's like a safe haven for everyone involved. Oh, that's very sweet yeah. and very sad at the same time. It is. It's both of those things. I love that. Okay, well, you'll have to give the full report when we go to Tel Aviv. Definitely. But Tel Aviv is, I mean, she didn't ask about this, but it is a fabulous gay city. Too. Yes. It's a very, it's it's so funny. They're 45 minutes from each other. They couldn't be more different. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. and Tel Aviv. But really, there's just so many different moments and experiences to have in, this, in, in that country. And believe me, they've got... Politically, I'm not going to get. No, it. I'm not going to get into it. Absolutely not. Uh, but just taking it on its face as a tourist, fabulous. All right. Well, Lashana Tova. Happy New. Well, sure. Right. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, we say that. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. Kiss, kiss. Be well. Be safe. Be good to yourselves. Don't feel too bad if you have a little bit of a hangover tomorrow. Just get back on the bus. Oh, do we want to do a giveaway? Oh, yeah, completely of course. Forgot. Okay. I completely forgot. So we can either give it to Noel, who's living underneath monsters and, yeah. and hooligans. Oh, yeah, who have we got on our list? We here? can also give it to uh, the passive-aggressive uh, control freak, the, the planner, planner, Kelly. Yeah. We can also give it to Maud's father. <laughs> really, I want to give it to the uncle. Scrub the sin <laughs> off him. We can also get it to Kyle, who asked about the neck pillow. We can, oh, also, we can also, so many winners this week. I know. We can also get it to uh, our friend Kat, who's going to Israel. What do you think? Should we give it to? I think we're going to give it to Kat. Kat. I think so, too. I think she'll really enjoy it. And it's a head start on a salt scrub. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry we're not giving it to Noel. I like Noel. I do, too. Yeah. But. I think our we did do but Noel just got her own first apartment. She's doing well. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah, life's good for Noel. She just has to siblings. figure out this problem with yeah. the, with the roommate. And of course, I'm sorry I said that, Noel, because now you're upset you didn't win. No, yeah. she isn't. She's of course she's she thrilled. Is. She got wonderful. I'm advice. upset she didn't win. She must be upset. <laughs> you chose the winner. <laughs> I know, but I know Kat personally, and I th- and I've met her, and I think that she'll enjoy this. And uh, so this, so what we're giving away oh, is yeah. the cow shed. Uh, spearmint body scrub in the new packaging. Out with the old and with the new Rana. And so that's how we're, and it's a wonderful thing for the end of new year because. How did you find out so fast they changed their packaging? What do you mean? By purchasing oh, it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, because I, I do a big order. When I order them, I order about 20 of them because wow. a couple times a year they do a discount. Ah. And so then I get oh, I get them in bulk because I know it's something I always want. I love the smell and I like the feel. It does smell so delicious. Uh, but it's a minty smell. But what I love to do on New Year, which is why I'm upset that Brian and I aren't going to Istanbul this year, but we'll go when we go on our Israel trip, yeah. is I like, a, I really usually do this on my birthday, which is coming up. Is we it? Don't get into it. I'm not going to get I'd into it. I'd love to get into it. I, I'm sure you would, but we're not going to get into it. I'm going to have someone paint your portrait. Uh, okay. <laughs> With their feet? Well, like an actual person I'm going to paint? Get, we're going to go to Thailand. I'm going to get an elephant. <laughs> to use his trunk. <laughs> that I'd like to see. That I'd like to see. But I think sloughing off a layer and having a new skin like a baby, which is what happens when you go to a Turkish bath or anything similar, Korean spa, anything like that. Anywhere where they'll exfoliate you from head to toe. Yes. Flip you over. Ugh, dunk you in brutal. hot water. Dunk you in cold water. They flip treat you, you over like a again. piece of meat. Absolutely. Anywhere they'll tenderize you. That's right. It's okay with me. Yeah. And it's a wonderful way to start the new year. And so I like to do it on yeah. my birthday usually. Fresh skin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe please on do. iTunes. Yeah, please and please, and tell Reviews you, are gorgeous. And why 
aren't you telling your friends to listen Tell to the show? Tell your friends to listen to it. Yeah. We are vulture approved. We absolutely are. We have hit the charts. Yes. This is where you need to be. Uh, also, email askron at gmail.com yeah. and follow us on askron everywhere. We want to answer your advice. We wish you a really special 2020. Looking forward to it all. I saw a joke on Twitter. Oh, boy. I don't remember who said it. I think it was well, Michelle. now you'll be in trouble. Was it Ask Jerry? What's I his name? I think it was, no, I think it was Michelle. Sailor Jerry. What's that jerk's name that was stealing everybody's jokes? Oh, that. The, Somebody Jerry. Not the fat Jew. No. Oh, him too. Yeah. No. Oh, there was another person. Fuck Jerry. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Okay. No, this I think Michelle Collins posted, but she said that she would give anything for right after the ball drops in New York <laughs> for Barbara Walters to be there so she could say, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. Oh, that is good. I, I hope it happens. <laughs> Me too. All right. Happy New Year, Rana. I love that you're in my life and I can't wait for another year. I adore you, Brian. I'm looking okay. forward to this. <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs>